This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 278. Collegiate radio update recorded live on Thursday, October 28th, 2021. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT, and Andy Maluzzi. KK4LWR, and we will take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week here on the show, Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, was here, and uh, we just talked about anything and everything. Uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, Ham Nation program now that it uh, is over on the um, Ham Radio Crash Course channel, and, uh, and we just kept on going from there. So, um, if you want to tune in uh, to Don, listen uh, to our conversation and, and some of the Newsline crew uh, calling in, go over to hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube, and uh, you can listen there. Or uh, don't forget, uh, you can also listen to Ham Talk Live on WTWW. That's 5085 on your AM dial. Saturday afternoons at about 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, tonight, we're talking about uh, the Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative, or CARI, and we'll get an update from uh, the Brothers Maluzzi here uh, about how things are going with that. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you'll be able to give us a call a little later on in the show and uh, ask your questions or offer some uh, encouragement here. Uh, the phone number will be 859-982-7373. I'll, I'll repeat that here in just a second uh, so you can write it down, punch it in, have it ready to go, whatever you want to do. But uh, that's the phone number that we'll use a little later on in the show. Um, I'll let you know when it's time for calls, but it's 859 859- 859 is the area code, and then 982-7373. Again, 859-982-7373. You can also tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter. And I'll be back with Tony and, Ander, and, uh, Tony and Andy right after this word from ICOM America right here 
on Ham Talk Live. Contest remotely or from the comfort of your own home. ICOM has the perfect base station ready for action. The IC9700, IC7610, and IC7300 SDR transceivers are top of the line and are the first choice for contesters across the globe. Robust base stations like these cut through pileups, letting you work the bands and record those contacts. Stay connected remotely with the RSBA1 app and keep your competitive contesting edge with ICOM. Heard it. Worked it? Logged it. IC7851 gives you a new window into the RF world and is HF excellence unparalleled with faster processors, high input gain, high display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It is truly the pinnacle of HF perfection. It has dual receivers, digital IF filters, a memory keyer, digital voice recorder, a high resolution spectrum waterfall display, enhanced PC connectivity, and an SD card slot. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR can pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The IC7610 from ICOM is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receivers, and dual digicel. And the IC9700, you can create your own band opening with it. This transceiver radio brings direct sampling to the UHF-VHF weak signal world. This all-mode transceiver is loaded with innovative features that are sure to help keep you busy. Faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. It has a 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and waterfall smooth satellite operation with 99 satellite channels with dual watch operation and full duplex operation in satellite mode. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. If Denny's is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, why are there locks on the doors? Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tonight, Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT, and Andy Maluzzi, KK4LWR. Join us on the Orlando Amateur Radio Club and Hamcation Hotline. Andy Maluzzi, KK4LWR, is the past president of the Gator Amateur Radio Club at the University of Florida in Gainesville. And he is currently a systems engineer at Walt Disney Parks and Resorts in Florida. He is a key leader in the ARRL Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative, a group that's been formed to share ideas and promote and rejuvenate amateur radio clubs in colleges and universities in North America. Uh, Andy came into ham radio thanks to his brother, Tony, KD8RTT. Uh, Tony is an electrical engineer with Garmin, and he attended grad school at Ohio University, where he was the amateur radio club president. And during undergrad, he was just down the road from, from where I used to be, uh, over in Terre Haute, Indiana, at the Rose Tech Amateur Radio Club, W9NAA. Uh, he is a pilot and also a key leader in the Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative. You can find him on satellites or operating CW or portable on HF. So welcome back, guys. Thanks, Neil. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, it's 
it's been a couple of weeks, I suppose, since we last. Yes, chatted. it has. It has. <laughs> I, I actually looked looked uh, for the script because I usually copy the bios over, you know, when we've done it before, and it's it's been a little over a year since we've had you on the show, but uh we we got to have a great time this summer together so uh yeah, and we when, actually saw and each jocelyn, other not that long ago and then when jocelyn was on i called in yeah exactly <laughs> so uh andy and tony were were uh camp counselors or camp staff whatever you want to call it uh at yoda camp this summer and uh they were big help they did our uh our antenna building uh, session, as as well as a lot of other things. Tony was was our registration guy. He, he checked everybody in and, and cleared their COVID status and all that fun stuff. So uh, you guys did a, a fabulous job. Got got to meet Christy and got to meet Daisy as well. Yes, Daisy uh, loved the attention. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we could we couldn't we couldn't find uh you know a hotel room that would allow the dog, but uh, but you yeah. you were able to find one on your own. So it, yep, it all yep, we out. made do. Yep, <laughs> and she had fun. That was the most important thing. Is uh, Daisy was loving it. So yes, but, absolutely. But well, yeah, we're here Carrie. to talk about Carrie. Yeah, we're here to talk about Carrie, the Collegiate Amateur Radio Initiative. And uh, this has been going on for a while now. You're you're uh, you're hanging in there, and uh, I, I, I notice every once in a while in my email I get these notices of, you know, be sure to join the carry Zoom meeting tonight. You know, we're going to give away this or we're going to do that. So, so are you giving away like free pizza or, or, or what? What are you doing? So there has been pizza given away. Uh, that is a true statement. There's also been uh, various items from the league. So uh, over the last year, uh, the uh, monthly calls, they're hosted on the second Tuesday of each month. Uh, and you can register for them on ARRL.org slash we want you. And you is the letter U. Um, you can uh, go there and register for them. Uh, any college student is eligible to win. Uh, we did a pizza party for, um, you know, a college club. That was fun. We've given away handbooks. We've given away uh, licensing materials. We've given away field day t-shirts. Um, that sort of thing. The league has really been a great sponsor, and that's resulted in a lot of folks uh, attending the calls and some really great discussions. So uh, it's been quite the year watching it grow, and uh, we've actually evolved quite a bit. Um, you know, from where we started. You know, Tony and I have been listening a lot to what you know everyone is saying. So this year, for example, uh, just a few months ago, we got a Discord up there, and uh, that has been quite the busy uh, platform with School Club Roundup and the Collegiate Cusa Party, which has been fantastic. Yeah, there, yeah there's a up. lot of stuff up there. Go, oh, go ahead, Tony. Yeah, no, no problem. I was just going to say, uh, so like Andy said, you know, this last year has kind of been a revitalization of the call in a lot of ways, but we've been doing this for several years now. Um, so it's been a, you know, a consistent meeting place for, for college clubs and other interested hams uh, to kind of join in and, and help, uh, help keep the hobby going in colleges and universities. You know, one of the challenges of the uh, university clubs, as well as the high school clubs that I, I used to do, but and uh, below uh, is the turnover. Uh, you, you have students for a limited number of years, 
sometimes two, so, you know, sometimes four or, or elementary, I guess is a little bit better actually at, I think what, six or seven. Uh, but you constantly have this turnover and, and I think that having this resource there on a consistent basis has, has kind of, you know, helped so that there's, there is some consistency there. Because uh, membership just kind of goes up and down with your enrollment. Yeah, and that's that's something we've you know really seen. Uh, I think in terms of the initiative itself, beyond just the monthly call, I think we're I don't know maybe like four or five years into it, um, and we've seen some clubs that were you know really active in the beginning when we started this kind of faded away and then have come back. So yeah, it's a, it's a constant thing. Things are always changing. New clubs pop up, become very active, then they fade away for. For, you know, sometimes a year or two or sometimes much longer. So our hope um, has been, you know, in addition to these calls, just kind of be the central resource that someone can come back to um, to help get their club going again, uh, get ideas, and, you know, just so they know where to turn, really. Tell everybody uh, again what, you know, what resources are there for, for clubs? You know, you men- we mentioned already – you know, trying to, to rejuvenate the club because it does kind of go up and down. Uh, there, there are a few clubs out there that actually can, can maintain a, a year to year, you know, basis for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, so what resources do you have? Um, and what ideas do you have, uh, to help that continue? So a big part of that is uh, making sure that there is some consistency year over year. And that doesn't necessarily have to be student consistency, although that's probably the best way to go. Uh, So we've actually had a lot of discussions and um, some clubs are actually, you know, jumping on board. This is starting up alumni sister clubs uh, that sort of preserve the shack, keep the resources going, keep the call sign active. Um, when there's sort of lower student activity. Uh, it's also a good way to, you know, get funding and uh, continue to support the club um, year-round. So, you know, letting the alumni donate directly to the club or sort of treat things out. And it keeps them engaged, which is good for this, the university. So that has been something uh, that we have seen come over and over and over. And that was an idea that was originally uh, discussed in great detail, actually by a good friend of mine, Dr. Jay Garlitz, AA4FL, um, with the University of Florida, as we set one up uh, for that. And I'm on the board for the University of Florida Club, um, or the F- University of Florida Alumni Club, I should say. Uh, and he was gracious enough, probably four years ago, four or five years ago now, uh, to share that with everyone else. Um, so uh, there's been a few other clubs following in that footstep. Um, the other thing, of course, is a dedicated you know, faculty advisor, um, and we have been very, very lucky to meet many of those uh, hams across the nation, be it, you know, Larry at OSU or Dave Kazdan over at uh, Case, um, just to name a few. You know, there have been some very, very active, uh, you know, faculty that have integrated amateur radio into their curriculum. Like Case did a whole uh, thing with their civil engineering department laying out their field day site. Um, which was a very, very cool way to bring in folks that maybe wouldn't otherwise get exposed to amateur radio. Um, so those sorts of things really help keep the clubs active and bridge that activity as it comes in waves. Yeah, and as, as the initiative, you know, we try to be, the, be a, a place where people can turn for those ideas. So you know, like Andy said, we've talked about that in the past, kind of tried to expand that. Um, but we have a Facebook group 
uh, where you can talk about it, share ideas, discuss, any, anyone's welcome to join that. Um, Andy said we have a Discord also. That's kind of the more day-to-day tactical discussions. Um, but we've also started kind of a, a, a repository of some of this information. So in, uh, in addition to like recordings of previous calls, we've tried to collect um, some things that could be beneficial for new clubs, like sample club bylaws and constitutions, um, a listing of club information that you know is fairly up to date, uh, that sort of thing. So when people go out looking, you know, they, we hope they find us and they can start digging through our resources, get those ideas, uh, like Andy pointed out, and uh, you know, implement them with their club. Yeah, I know. I, I published my uh, bylaws and uh, or articles of incorporation or whatever, what, whatever all that legal stuff was <laughs> that you had to have <laughs> to become an ARRL affiliated club. Um, you know, for the school, I, I took the took it, but I had to modify the one that you know the league gives you uh, just for any club. Uh, because, you know, it was more of a dictatorship than a democracy so, <laughs> with the teachers in charge. So I had to, you know, chop it up and, and take this out and put this in. And, um, so I put it up on the, uh, on the Aris, uh, website, uh, which they're doing the same thing. They're building a repository of all this information for, uh, people who want to get into Aris. So, so it's great to hear that that's, uh, being done for uh, the college clubs as, as well. So, so you know, in, in all of this, um, there's always great ideas running around. Um, making the contact and, and, and collecting all of this is, is a big, big help. And, um, you know, I, I changed uh, locations and changed jobs over the summer. Um, and come to find out there is an alumni, uh, amateur radio club, uh, at Xavier university where I'm uh, teaching chemistry now, uh, on a part-time basis. And, uh, so I haven't, I haven't pushed the, the ham radio angle just yet, but every time I look out my office window, I see this tower on top of a building with a, with a, you know, a, a ham rotor and, and this big 40 meter Yagi and, and all this stuff that's, and it's been sitting there for 25 years and hasn't been touched. And it, it just kind of, you know, uh, uh, it makes me want to jump in and, and revive everything. And, and if that turns into a permanent thing, I'm sure it will. But, um, you know, it, it, the, the story goes at Xavier that somebody stole the equipment and that was it. Somebody broke into the building, stole the equipment, and that just kind of ended it. And it's been out since like 79 or something. So, um, you know, there are some, some ways to get some equipment too, uh, from the league. You might, uh, talk a little bit about that, or, or maybe I need to talk about it. I don't know. Maybe you guys have some knowledge of that program. Yeah, so there is an education grant. Um, there's actually a number of different grants out there. Um, you know, some of them are you know by individual clubs, um, and some of them are you know at larger organizations like the league uh, to support uh, specifically the education side of things. And uh, I mean, uh, it's obviously promoted a lot uh, in the sort of you know elementary uh, and high school sort of uh, grades, but many of them still include uh, collegiate clubs. Um, in terms of allowing them to apply for resources to set up a station. 
Um, so yeah, that's definitely out there. Uh, I, I don't have it all in front of me right now, but um, yes, those are great opportunities. Uh, as well as you know, we've been encouraging clubs to also uh, seek you know student government funding, um, and that sort of is a double-sided benefit, right? In addition to getting money to you know invest in the club, you also get the exposure of bringing it up to student government and all of those other students learning about uh, the club and what it brings to campus. So, uh, you know, there's a few different options available, uh, both within our community and uh, at the broader level. So when we talk about these, you know, incentives to, to be on the call and everything, you know, let's, let's talk about some incentives that uh, the colleges might have. And, and is would pizza fall under that as well then oh nobody's are you saying in in terms of like the school reaching out to the club yes yes the the school uh the the school's club reaching out to prospective members Oh, yep. Yeah. So I think a a big way, you know, that's probably one of the things we talk about the most um, in our calls with these clubs is, you know, how you get new members and and coming up with creative ideas like that. Um, So, yeah, we that's that's one of the good tools of like the pizza party that uh, was donated from the AWRL earlier. Um, But just kind of coming up with creative ways to get people involved is a big, big part of discussion for us. Well, you guys have come up with a lot of uh, great ideas, and it's uh, great to hear the success stories and how this has uh, been a you know a constant thing. Because again, uh, you know the, the turnover from year to year is, is just uh, it's just something we all have to deal with, and <laughs> it's not always easy. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk some more. We'll take your calls. We'll take your tweets at AmTalk Live um, and your phone calls at 9 or 859, sorry, 859-982-7373. I'll be back with Tony and Andy right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on HamTalk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s? Anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids. Let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. I'm Scott, KB9AMM of Tower Electronics. 
I like the PL259 connector so much, I bought the company. Tower Electronics, coming to a ham fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL259 connectors? Join the conversation. Give us a call at 859-982-7373. Again, the number to call is 859-982-7373. Or, if you'd rather type than talk, tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Now, here's Neil Rapp with more Ham Talk Live. Copy 594 from Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Tower Electronics will be at Chickasaw, Alabama. That's Stone Mountain, Georgia, more or less, uh, November 6th and 7th. Fort Wayne, Indiana, November 13th and 14th. Montgomery, Alabama, November 19th and 20th. Uh, then off to Ocala, Florida, December 4th. And Plant City, Florida, December 10th and 11th. But you can visit them Whenever you want at pl-259.com. Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at hamtalklive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And before we get back to Tony and Andy, it's time once again for the Joke of the Week. Now it's time for the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week, the part of the show where Rick tells us a ham radio joke. The Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week is brought to you by QRM Labs. Now, here's Rick Garrett in GSU with today's Ham Talk Live Joke of the Week. When I was studying for my ticket, the hardest part for me was all that math. I guess you could say it gave me a lot of problems. This has been the Ham Talk Live Ham Radio Joke of the Week with Rick Garrett in 9 GSU. Tune in again next week for another joke from Rick. Uh, I I had to put the math joke in there, you know, since we're talking college tonight. So, I mean, that's what engineers are, right? We're just really good at math. Just really good at math. Exactly. (laughs) Well, thanks Rick for the, for the joke here. And, uh, we'll, we'll catch another one next week from him. And, um, it's time for your phone calls right now. So if you have a question or a comment, give us a call right now. It's time to call 859-982-7373, or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us. Uh, we're doing this live on Thursday night. Um, so, uh, you know, one thing that's coming up this weekend is is cq worldwide and and we've been talking a lot about these new 
uh, youth categories in, in CQ worldwide. Um, what, what are some of the colleges uh, planning on doing for CQ worldwide? Well, it looks like there's a, a mix of plans. Uh, I was actually just looking through Discord, and uh, that was actually one of the questions that came up was asking who else is going to be on the air for CQ Worldwide. Um, you know, I think uh, sort of the the mainstays of uh, you know collegiate uh, you know contesting has been school club roundup. You know, both in October and February. Um, you know, and then the North American CUSO party has crept in there. And I think uh, the Collegiate CUSA party has become uh, a big part of that. And, you know, seeing uh, CQ Worldwide get added uh, is just adding another event um, to that already uh, busy calendar, which I think is great. Keeps, uh, you know, keeps clubs active. I I know when I was uh, at UF, like the number one issue I had was, okay, why should people come to the station? What's going on? And whenever there's a contest or something that you're participating in, uh, that really does uh, wonders for driving club activity. So seeing more of these uh, contests, you know, gearing it towards, uh, you know, these, you know, youth in these categories, I think is just uh, just a way to further expand the hobby. And uh, I'm 100 percent bored with that. I think that's great from a carry perspective and great from a Yoda perspective. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the best parts about carry is, you know, since we have that central place, the central meeting hubs, both the Facebook group uh, and Discord, you know, now you've got people talking about the contests before they happen or before they happen, kind of planning, letting each other know, kind of build it up, kind of build up some of that competitiveness between the schools. So, um, you know, even a more general sense for contests, you know, now you have a place to go to talk to people who you might know uh, and, and get advice or just kind of get ready for the for the event. It was kind of cool watching um, on Twitter the Ohio State University uh, Amateur Radio Club um, plan for – school club roundup uh because they they sent out some tweets you know what do you think our score is going to be what you know what do you think uh you know uh we'll we'll do for the number of hours that we're on the air you know this and that and and it it just kind of got everybody excited and and aware that this event was coming up and and yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, uh, school club roundup for us was, was always the highlight of the year because it drew attention to what we were doing. It kind of focuses everything in and, and it was fabulous. And, and so, you know, CQ worldwide, uh, with the new youth category is just that much more, uh, incentive to, to get involved in a lot of these. And I know you guys have been, been trying to get like, you know, at least once a month for there to be some kind of, um, activity on the air for uh, the school clubs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, go ahead, Tony. Okay, yeah. No, I was just gonna say that's that's you know co- trying to get the clubs to be active and really get on the air. I think a lot of clubs kind of have this. You know, they meet so off every so often as a group, um, but they don't end up actually getting on the radio all the time. So even in these monthly calls, you know, you'll, you'll hear people discussing like, Oh, Hey, you want to be on the radio at some point in the future, or they move it to discord and say, Hey, let's make a contact after the call or later in the week or whatever. Um, that's been really great. And I, I think the other thing that Andy kind of mentioned are the collegiate CUSO party, which is um, something that, that Andy and I have kind of put together over the past few years as a yearly event. Um, 
is kind of it has been made to serve specifically college and university clubs. Again, everyone's welcome to join those categories. If you're not involved with a uh, school club at all, you're welcome to join. Um, but we want to make sure that, you know, they're recognized there being an, an opportunity where others can come talk to the college clubs. And uh, I think going back to the, the Ohio state university clubs uh, tweets um, was another great thing that, you know, part of the collegiate CUSO party is we had some bonuses for social media use. Uh, so I think recognizing that kind of the tools of today that can promote these clubs are, are something we should really push for and encourage people to use um, just to generate awareness. Yeah, I think anything that you can do, uh, you know, is always helpful. And I know a lot of the the high schools have these um, little video programs that they put together to show the whole school or, or the school newspaper, or, which is now more of an electronic thing, but um but they, they still have, you know, the journalistic um, feel. Um, but, you know, they, they talk about what they do and just just raises some awareness and, and raises some interest. So um, that, that's always very helpful. All right. Uh, Troy Simpson, W9KVR, speaking of a school club roundup guy uh, over in uh, Watsika, Illinois, says finally made it here. Just finished some... Uh, some conferences so yeah troy i do not miss i do not miss parent conferences <laughs> I, I i'm just i'm still in shock i mean we're almost a semester in i'm still in shock the the differences between teaching at the university and, and teaching in high school it's it's just in, incredibly incredibly different and I much and I must say much easier. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks for uh, for tuning in and and chiming in here tonight. But uh, what what's what's the the next thing coming up here? You know, you mentioned you've got the collegiate QSO party, um, and we've got some of these youth categories in here. Here, what what what's next? So. Uh- the next uh, thing is probably just going to be continuing to evolve. Um, you know, this year we uh, sort of had a really good, you know, heart to heart and sit down about the collegiate CUSO party and, you know, what purpose it serves for uh, the clubs and uh, where they'd like to see it go. And uh, we're expecting some pretty big changes going into next year. Um, you know, all coming from the feedback of, you know, folks that participated and uh, folks that, uh, you know, uh, were active in the uh, CUSO party this year. Uh, we're going to make it more of, you know, one of the, bits of feedback we got was uh, folks not realizing that, you know, more than college clubs can participate. So uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit and maybe make it less of like a traditional contest and more of a true CUSO party where uh, there's uh, awards for working different college uh, clubs and, uh, you know, uh, some certificates and stuff to sort of make a a broader appeal um, and uh, sort of grow the event. Um, there still probably will be some awards uh, with it, but, uh, you know, some proper awards and all that. But uh, I think uh, being able to expand that participation, really bring that into focus, um, you know, uh, does really well. One thing I think that's maybe difficult for, you know, hams to sort of understand is, and some people have never been on uh, the side of it, is receiving a pileup and getting to work you know, a million stations trying to call you at once. It's a lot of fun and invigorating. And when you give that to a college club, uh, you build 
a lot of very active hams, you know, and uh, School Club Roundup has done that fantastically well for school clubs, um, you know, over that course of that week. And we want to see if we can make it uh, just as good for, uh, you know, specifically collegiate clubs uh, there in uh, September, probably still about the same time, um, but give them that same experience to get folks more aggressively hunting for them um, to get their calls in their, you know, book and, like I said, it, it's a great way to motivate people to stick with the hobby and uh, gain more experience. So we're looking at rule changes to help encourage that, um, as well as continue to grow and expand our clubs and uh, you know their social media and their membership on campus. Yeah, I think the other kind of more near-term thing we're looking at, um, or I guess from a carry perspective, is we're, we're planning for, as HamFest kind of returned to normal, probably having a forum um, at HamCation and HamBension uh, like we've done in years past uh, that are, you know, collegiate amateur radio focused. Of course, again, everyone's invited, um, but you'll probably see us there um, continuing, continuing on. And um, yeah, the monthly calls will, will continue uh, every month and all are welcome to join. You can a- access the registration uh, from the uh, org slash we want the letter U uh, website. All right. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, December Yoda month coming up. It's it's kind of time to start uh, getting ready for that. And uh, so we'll have uh, a lot of young people on the air um, for that as well. Uh, Troy W9KVR again uh, here says, hi, Andy and Tony. And, and what about partnerships between colleges and, and some of the K-12 schools? So you guys want to tackle that one? Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, uh, howdy, long time no see. Uh, I think long time listeners have probably heard you and I mention this a couple of times, but uh, the three of us there uh, authored a QST article, what, five, seven years ago now, something like that. And that's, uh, I think, was our first introduction and in working together. Um, so yep. always cool yep. to, to hear Mr. Simpson there calling in. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think uh, growing that partnership is really essential. Um, and, it, and it's a difficult one to form because of the transitiveness of so many students on both ends. So, uh, you know, one of the ways that, you know, we can start to see that develop is if we uh, get, you know, the educators in the K-12 space, you know, in the same room uh, or virtual room. Uh, thank you to Zoom and Microsoft Teams and all that to make those happen, um, you know, uh, to start building those relationships and uh, looking at uh, collegiate clubs as an opportunity you know, to really give a destination for, you know, primary uh, school clubs and secondary school clubs to sort of target. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, potential there. And it's it's probably one of the next great challenges of doing that. You know, in an ideal world, you know, everyone would get their ham ticket at age, you know, like four, you know, and, you know, be extra by age four and a half and, you know, be lifelong uh, <laughs> excited hams, right? And they, they pick their college based on who has the uh, best, uh, you know, CQ worldwide mm-hmm. uh, contest score for their collegiate club. But uh, I think we're a ways off from maybe that dream. Uh, but I, I think if we can start getting those folks in the room and, you know, I think a great place to start that is with the uh, hamvention, uh, you know, calls um, or, you know, hopefully this year in person um, and the Hamcasian in-person forums uh, to start building those connections. And I think it'll just take some time uh, just like everything else. But uh, once we can figure out the right forum of how to continually do that throughout the year and build those connections, I think that is 
a great opportunity for both you know schools and colleges around our country. And I think one other piece are the local clubs too that I think are important. If you can, if you have that key partnership between you know the younger kids, college kids, and a, you know general ham radio club in the area, even better. We've seen some really great synergy um, in that way from different different clubs throughout the years. So if you're uh, you know part of a ham radio club and there's a school nearby, be it you know elementary school or high school or college, uh, reach out to them, see if there's a club, see if there's any interested kids, and, and you might be able to make a good connection there. And check into each other's nets. Like that's another great way to meet uh, those folks. And I know, for example, many local clubs recognize that college students are transient and, you know, they usually open up their meetings to them. Uh, when I was up in Gainesville, for example, uh, the Gainesville Amateur Radio Society, K4GNV, uh, they were very gracious about letting students from UF and Santa Fe attend their meetings, um, you know, and sort of be an open forum and to participate. And they weren't worried about, you know, getting dues or anything out of them. It was just, you know, yeah, uh, we know you're a student. We know you're a ham. You know, come be part of the community. Do field day with us, that sort of thing. And and there were several of us that did. And that was really rewarding. And it made some lifelong friends. And they've been having their meetings uh on uh, zoom lately as well just like everyone else and you know because i made friends there i still call in uh you know maybe not nearly as frequently as when i was there in person but you know uh it it does serve you know both a uh, short-term and long-term benefit for the organizations and let's face it this is a social hobby so you know those connections are always fun uh and helpful as you grow and uh, learn more yeah, and Troy says recruiting just like sports. Yeah, you know, you, we've got the whole esports thing now where, you know, there's scholarships for, for video games, you know, to, you know, and trying to recruit video gamers to colleges. So why, why not I mean, radio? There have been scholarships for amateur radio a lot longer than there have been scholarships for video games. Very true. There have been, there have been clubs, including, you know, local clubs as well as national organizations um, like the FAR scholarships or the ARL scholarships that have been out there long before uh, eSports. So, I mean, I think that I think that's another way to look at it too is, to, you know, get, get them to pay for your college and stay in the hobby. And, and speaking of, the ARRL scholarship window opens on November 1st, so just a couple of days away. So if you qualify for that, uh, fill out the application and uh, – and get registered for that and and maybe uh maybe you can get some assistance so we uh we have that coming up too so all right well guys we're we're about out of time here but uh any any closing comments here before we take off i just want to say uh you know anyone who's interested more about collegiate amateur radio feel free to reach out uh, to andy or me um, or join us at Facebook group, Discord, or our monthly calls. So, uh, you know, we're always looking for feedback and ways we can better serve uh, the collegiate community with amateur radio. So let us know. And, I mean, uh, if you want to help make it happen as well, if you want to step into that leadership role, um, we would welcome folks helping with the QSO party. Um, If they want to make a financial gift, the ARL does have a fund specifically for Carrie. Um, that was started by Dr. Schneider, um, and that has, you know, done fantastically well at, you know, making some of this stuff happen. So uh, there's lots of opportunities to get involved, to give, um, and to continue to grow what is probably uh, one of the fastest growing and most uh, dynamic and exciting 
demographics of our hobby. Very good. Well, we have a, a call that just came in on the line, so we're, we're going to sneak this one in here. Uh, good evening, Jocelyn. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. <laughs> hey, good evening, Neil. Good evening, Tony. And uh, was it Andy? Because I think you you foobarred his name on the uh, on the intro. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good evening, I, Jocelyn. I was listening. Hey, Jocelyn. Well, good evening. I was going to say uh, I w- just wanted to uh, you know uh, say keep keep up the good work. Uh, I know sometimes it's hard because uh, you know you uh, sometimes you get a lot of traction, sometimes you don't, but. You're heading in the right direction. I, uh, I think the uh, college QSO party is, is fantastic. Uh, I ch- will try to take part of it, even though I'm not in college, but always try to make uh, contacts with everybody that's on the air, just like School Club Roundup, and try to just grow the activity. Awesome. We appreciate that. Uh, you know, that, I mean, that's cool. You know, and, of course, if you're doing it from VOA as well, you know, that's a cool call sign to get in the, uh, the logbook. I know... Uh, a lot of folks look forward to that. Yeah, uh, contesting season's about to start here. As Neil said, we've got the Worldwide coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll see how we're going to do. Uh, we've got a few uh, members that uh, are talking about uh, doing it. So uh, we're, I, I don't think we've got a serious team, but uh, we're certainly going to partake and uh, do our fair share. But uh, I just want to say uh, – Hi, and I uh, hope every, everybody was fine. And uh, like I said, keep up the great work. We're looking forward to all meeting in person. I know uh, we were lucky enough to see each other uh, over the summer, but uh, we'd like to see a ham fest as well. I agree totally. And, yep. you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Uh, I'm not sure how many of the folks listening know this, but there is some overlap between Kerry and Yoda. So I think that there's uh, lots of opportunity there for um, you know, care, you know, students at universities to participate in Yoda Camp, uh, you know, to present at Yoda Camp and that sort of thing, as well as uh, you know, uh, some of the younger folks on the Yoda spectrum uh, looking forward to getting involved with the carry activities as well. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. That's a very good point. Yep, absolutely. That's the plan. Well, thanks, Jocelyn, for calling in. Uh, Jocelyn Broke, eighty-eight VRX. On the uh, Orlando Amateur Radio Club hotline tonight. Thanks uh, for calling, and we'll see you soon. Yep, 73, guys. Have a good evening. Yeah, you too. Good to hear you. Thanks. All right. Uh, You know, I forgot to ask him a question. I forgot to ask him what he was pointing at right now. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm meant to start off the show asking you about that florida kentucky football score this year but yeah you know that game didn't happen that game didn't happen (laughs) (laughs) well we we always uh we always have to uh, take sides and and uh and support our our colleges and and um so that's kind of a running gag with us but uh but yeah, Kentucky uh, finally got the better end of that deal this year. So, we'll, hey, we'll you guys had a win a few years it. ago too, right? Yeah, a few years ago, you let us win one. Yeah. You know, yeah. So Every I once mean, in a while, yeah, got to keep I it mean, interesting, right? Yeah, otherwise, no one would show up to the game. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that. All right. 
you know, uh, we'll see how the Gators do this weekend. It's uh, maybe a rebuilding year for them. We'll see. Well, there you go. Yeah, that, that's the thing with sports. There's always next year. So, Yep. I mean, Tony and I are from Cleveland. We're used to that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for being on the show tonight and telling us uh, about what's happening with Carrie uh, recently, and uh, and we'll do it again at some point. Thanks, Dale. Uh, great time. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, actually, a little carryover to next week. We'll talk about that here in just a second. But uh, that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Tony Maluzzi, KD8RTT, Andy Maluzzi, KK4LWR, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening, calling in, typing in, and invite you back next week, uh, Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Our, our collegiate uh, theme will continue as uh, Christina Collins, KD8OXT, who is a graduate student at uh, Case Western Reserve, WADDU, and uh, Dr. Nathaniel Frisell, W2NAF, from the University of Scranton, will be here to talk about the Antarctic Eclipse Festival of Frequency Measurement that will be happening in December. So uh, be sure to tune in and, and hear what's going on with that. And uh, for a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Well, you came right back to my CQ call. You read ability five and strength.